Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. This is our Digital Nomad Digest series with myself and my co-host, Cami. So today we are going to be talking about some of our favorite travel apps that we have installed on our phone. I just recently made a YouTube video about this as well, so it's fresh in my mind and going through all of the apps, I think I have over a hundred apps on my phone now, which is so wild. Going through all of the apps on my phone, I was like, this is a great app and this is a great app. And I just had to share. So I'm interested, Cami, what your apps on your phone look like that help you in digital nomad life, in travel. And why don't you start us off and then I'll share some of the apps that I know I could not be a nomad without. Okay. So the first shoe that comes to my mind instantly is Skyscanner. And which is a flight booking flight ticket app and also booking.com. So we've talked about booking.com before, which is what is interesting about booking.com, like the app, the mobile app is that you can have special deals because you're on the mobile. So if you're already on booking and also if you're already like a genius or something on booking, you have even better options on mobile on some on some of the accommodations. So they will even say, mobile pricing or something like that you know so that's a good app to have if you like booking skyscanner is just amazing another one that i use for flights is kayak of course both of all all of those are also desktop they also have desktop version so but yeah it's sometimes just easier to just check on your phone i had i saw this this recently i'm really curious if you do that as well i saw this recently that like millennials when they have an important email to send or like an important thing to do you check things on your phone but then you actually do them on the desktop so i i like i check all of the prices of the plane tickets and i find the plane ticket on the phone but then when i'm actually having to buy it i instantly turn to my desktop That's so funny. I wonder why that's the case. I didn't know that was just me. I, or I didn't know that was everyone. I thought that was literally just me. Yeah, I do the same. So I use the the Skyscanner app and like booking our book on, on the phone, on the, on the mobile. So it's fine through the app. But yeah, when it comes to playing tickets, I'll check on Kayak and Skyscanner, but then I'll buy it on the desktop. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I feel like one of the reasons I do that, though, I actually used to check out most things. I'm thinking like Airbnb and accommodations on the app. But then I started kicking myself and I was like, Nicole, you're so stupid. You can't do this anymore because a lot of these places, not all of them, not Airbnb, but a lot of the the booking websites. I have Rakuten, which I know we've talked about previously, which unfortunately in Brazil you can't get. But in Canada, America, I know it's in a few other countries. You can get, I have got like $30 back for booking. It was a pretty expensive tour, but like $30 for free just for booking. And I can only get that if I do it in my Chrome browser because it's a Chrome extension. So for me, that's why I'm like no more app booking. So I try to book on my desktop if possible but that's that's really funny yeah that that makes sense 
And now that you mentioned it, Airbnb, I also have that as an app. So I would say like, I would start with off with these three main ones, no, four, I don't know, which are mainly accommodations and flight tickets. What about you? It's funny because I do not have a single flight app on my phone. All of my flights are done in my computer. And because I go to a few different websites, I usually, actually, that's a lie. I usually book on trip.com, which I know we've talked about before as well. And I do have trip on my phone. And maybe I should check that on Rakuten now that I'm thinking about it, because I don't think I have. But I find all the cheapest flights are on trip. Every flight I buy, I buy it on trip. And it is significantly less than any other platform that I have ever tried, especially if you're in Asia. It's a Chinese website. So Okay, so some of the apps that for travel that I cannot live without, the first one that I always, always recommend, and I feel like not enough people slash almost nobody knows about this, and it's such a game changer. I got my partner on it. He used to like do the math to calculate the currency conversion, and it's this app called X Currency. It's like a black infinity symbol. It is such a game changer. I see some travelers on their phone. They have like the XE app, I think is the the most popular exchange app. That is so, as, as far as I know what that app can do, it's like so the middle ages compared to this X currency. So X currency, the reason that I love it is because you can input, it will detect the country you're in, first of all, if you have the location settings on. So it will detect the currency. So right now I'm in Argentina. So my first currency is Argentinian pesos. And then from there, I can set five currencies below that. So I can set Canadian, I can set American, like whatever currencies I want below that. And then all I have to do is type in one currency. So if I click on Argentina, I type like 100 pesos, it will convert it in all of the other currencies that I have listed. So I know what 100 pesos is, is in American dollars, in Canadian dollars, in euros, whatever the other currency I I have set. So I can see all six conversions at once, which for me, I don't even know how I found this app. I think I was just looking a few years ago for the best currency conversion app. And I was like, this is it. This is a game changer. There is a paid feature, but I don't even know what that's for because it's just everything I do on this app is free and I love it. Well, I would never think of having that. It's because the I've also been traveling like around Europe with the same currency. But when I think about myself like in Australia or like in Bali, where it's like 100,000, <laughs> you're like calculating it in your head. That's amazing. I, I really like that. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's like I have clients in Canada, I have clients in America, and then I'm in, you know, usually a new country every few months. So for me, I'm like, okay, what is it in this currency? And then I know the Canadian dollar and the Chinese yuan because I lived there for so long. Like those are the two currencies that I just know by default and I'll never forget. And then my partner does business in the yuan. And so we're converting money back and forth. And I'm just like, okay, there's too many currencies like rumbling around in my head. So this was a game changer for me. Another one that I love, which is kind of similar, but it's for time is called Time Buddy. And this one, you can again, choose all of the different time zones that you want. So you can choose the cities and then you select. So let's say like New York 10am, I'll select New York 10am and it will show me in all of the other cities I've selected what the time is going to be. And it's really, it's just like a very easy interface. I did 
pay for this one. It was like two or three dollars for lifetime. So very affordable. And you can do unlimited cities. Whereas I think on the free, you get like three or four cities included, which is still not bad. And so anytime I have a meeting, even today I had a call that I booked and it was only a one hour time difference, but I was like, is it one hour back or is it one hour ahead? Like, I just want to be sure. So I double checked it in here and it takes like five seconds and it's just on your phone. I feel like this is one of my biggest struggles like when I'm setting times and I I don't know what happens in my head I constantly calculate it wrong so whenever I'm setting a podcast recording with like I'm in European time and then someone is in the west coast of the U you know it's I don't know, 11 hours or something like that and I'm like okay it's mine minus 11 but then it gets to the midnight part and then it turns something different and then like I've sent so many wrong invites that I and I'm like honestly how does no one have created something to resolve this problem <laughs> but this is oh, a they great have. they have yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love this. I know there's also, I, I'm forgetting the website. It's like World Currency or something. It's a website that you can use online, but to have it on my phone is just so much easier. And so these two I use a lot, especially if you have meetings and business. I also use Google Calendar invites as well. And I like those just so it's in my time zone, in my calendar, in their time zone, in their calendar. They can see it. If there's an issue, they'll tell me beforehand. So I do like that for meetings, but just for like a very quick glance before scheduling the meeting, I like to use Time Buddy, it's called. And then one more I will mention before you share some more of yours is TripIt. I feel like this is a pretty popular app. A lot of people in recent years have learned about this app and it's really great for safety and for putting all of your travel plans in one place. So it's really nice. Let's say example, I book an Airbnb and I book a flight. And then of course, both of those confirmation emails come into my email inbox. What you can do once you have an account with TripIt is you can then forward the email. So let's say the email from Airbnb, the flight confirmation, you will forward it to a TripIt email address. And then once you forward it, it goes automatically into the app, which is really cool. It goes into your app. It puts all of your travel plans, the times, the flights, the check-in, like all of the things. And then it creates an itinerary for that specific destination. And then you can share that itinerary with a family or a friend so that they know exactly when your flight is and where you're supposed to be. So it's just kind of an extra element of organization, but also of safety, especially if you're traveling alone, but just traveling in general. Mm, interesting. I had no idea about that one. In saying that, an app that I really like that I use when I'm traveling with friends or something like that, a group of people, is Splitwise, which is an app that you put the like you input all of the spend uh, sorry expenses, and you either put it in a group or you split it with someone else, and then it just calculates for you how much you're owing someone and how much someone owes you, and it's just really cool app and then you don't have to keep asking you know for the money back <laughs> the because it, it's just there you know people know how much they owe you and it's really well done and it's free as well so i really like that or when you have like a trip with like 10 people you know and then someone bought the groceries the other person paid for the apartment so you just input everything all of the information there and then it calculates like this person owes this person this amount of money blah blah, blah. i love that app so that is one that I really like. Let's check my phone 
another app that I really like. I literally wow. just downloaded that app. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I've heard of it before, but I don't know why I never had it. Are you able to collect payment on that app or it just kind of shows you? No. No, which I think it's kind of <laughs> like they're leaving some money on the table, but or kind of stupid. But at the same time, I understand that they would have to add like an extra layer of connecting to banks. And there are so many different banks. So I understand why they wouldn't. In speaking about money as well, one that I love and I, I think it's one of the biggest game changers for me is Wise. So it's it's like from TransferWise, it became Wise and it's basically an app that allows you to send money from through different banks and currencies. So whenever I have some money that I need to send to my account in Brazil, then I use Wise. If I need to transfer money from my account from the UK to Europe or something like that, I always use Wise. And of course, they have some fees, but it's so much lower and it's so quick, you know. At some point, like if I'm sending from my account in Europe to the one in the UK, I can even send it through my wallet on Apple Pay. So it's literally like I don't have to do anything. I pay like 10 cents more just to go like this, you know, like on my phone. And I'm doing like this, like screenshotting my face as if it's, you know, just a paying through wallet. And I love Wise. I use it a lot. I started using it when I started traveling and it's the best, honestly. What else on my phone? Something that I use a lot is also like Google Maps <laughs> a lot. And as I said before in another episode, I use it a lot to save places that I want to go or places that I've been and I really liked or places that when I'm walking on the streets, I see a cute place and then I look it up on Google Maps and I save it. So it just makes it easier. And yeah, if I want to return to, an, I don't know, the country another time, then I'll have all of the places saved in little lists. So I use Google Maps a lot. Oh my God, there is one app that I love that's called City Mapper. And it has some major cities, but now they are... Actually, I downloaded this app like years ago and they had less cities, but now they have more. And it's basically a really, really, really good public transportation, public transport app. So when you put it on Google Maps, yes, they have the public transport and everything like that. But on City Mapper, they have even like what's the best area of the metro for you to go in so if it's like the front the middle or the back carriages so you go out close to the stairs to go out on they have the exits that you should you should exit through so it's a really 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 good app if you're kind of like in a majorish quote-unquote city but it, you should definitely download it and check if the city that you're going to is there and then it if while you're on it as well it shows how much you're going to spend if you take like the bike if you take the metro if you take a cab if you take the bus it's really really cool like I have it open on my phone now. You can put like you can you can put if you want to arrive at a certain time somewhere, it will show you what time you have to leave. And then it shows you like exactly the, the amount of time that you are gonna take and how much you're gonna pay. It even says, like, for example, I'm in Paris right now and I 
puts like if I'm wanting to go from here to like a random place, it gives me all of the metro lines. It gives me only bus. So if I want just the bus option, if I want just the train, just the metro, and then it says even like with air conditioning. So it picked a line that has air conditioning because it's so hot here. So it even says that. And if you want to go with scooter, with, you know, with a cab, you would pay like 14 euros plus. It's really, really a cool app. I love this app. I'm obsessed with it. And yeah, it's not in all of the cities, but you can get the majority of them like in France, like Paris, Lille, London, Milan. In Sao Paulo, I know that they have it as well. I wonder if in Argentina they have it, but oh, they have Mexico. Las That's Vegas. so cool. I just downloaded yeah. it because I, I have actually I'm pretty sure I've had this one before and I was just like, it's too confusing. Like sometimes with apps, there's like too much to it. I'm like, I just like can't handle this, but your recommendation. So I downloaded it and it, it does look like very comprehensive. I'm sure there's probably not too many in South America, but so Splitwise and City Mapper are my new apps that I have. Another one that I love is called Bean, B-E-E-N. And I used to keep track of all of the places that I traveled in like a Notion note. Like it was so messy and disorganized. And I was like, oh, I want to track the cities. But like, that's just, this is too much to have in this like random note. So then I discovered the Bean app and it basically keeps track of everywhere you've been. You can put countries, you can put cities, you can put, I think even like certain landmarks. It'll tell you the percentage of the world that you've traveled based on what you have input. And then you can see it all at a glance. So like when I just log into the app, it shows me the whole world. And then it shows me the countries that I've traveled to and the percent of the world and the countries that I've like, I think it says I've traveled to like 39 countries or something like that. Like it tells you everything at a glance and it's really easy. This one is again, where it was like a two or $3 lifetime upgrade to upgrade to something. I don't remember what the upgrade was, but yeah, a really cool app that I also like to just keep track of everything for me. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Really convenient. Okay. What else do I have here? I have a few more. Ooh. Okay. Two more that I have. So I could do so more than so many more than two, but the next one is called red tea go. And there's so many eSIM apps out there now there's one i have another one called nomad there's like air arlo arlo i don't know how to pronounce that there's a bunch of eSIM apps out there but i have personally found that red tea go is reliable service you know they all have pretty reliable service and it's consistently the least expensive some of the the eSIMs that i see are just crazy prices it'll be like 50 dollars and i'm like i'm in argentina i can get a local sim for like five you know <laughs> so Red Tigo has consistently been the least expensive. However, we have gone to some countries, specifically in Eastern Europe, when we were there last year. And I remember Serbia stands out to me because we got like a month long plan with it was six gigabytes or nine gigabytes or like something crazy for less than $10. Like it was just wild. And then I compare those prices to I think Canada is actually the most expensive in the world for data. It's ridiculous. You'll pay like $100 for 10 gigabytes. And that's just, and then you can, I can get that in Serbia for like $10. It's crazy the difference. So sometimes I don't always get an eSIM through Redtigo and then I'll just buy it locally because you can get a better deal. You'll get more gigabytes for less price. But if you really need it, then Redtigo is what I have found to be the best eSIM app. Okay, stupid question. How does 
like do you get a physical sim card delivered yeah okay delivered true so e-sims are only available you have an iphone 11 because i'm like an apple nerd so you won't have it in yours so it's only in like certain newer i think it started with the 12 or the 13 i know the 13 and above for sure has it and then also in some countries so china doesn't have it america now with the 14 only has e-sim which is crazy so it depends on your phone basically there's a physical sim card which is what we all know the physical sim and then there's the e-sim which is it's a slot that you can't just take in and take out it's basically a sim card that's pre-programmed in your phone you can never take it out it's just always there but then you can use one of these apps to in any country in the world to get data for that country it will be more expensive than just buying it on the ground in that country but it's nice for convenience purposes and then a lot of phone carriers especially in the u.s now have e-sims as well so when you get a new phone or when you switch to a new carrier you can go in or you can call them and they will instead of giving you the physical sim they'll just program the e-sim that's already in your phone oh okay okay that yeah that also resolves another issue that i've always i always thought about because i'm like so stupid why don't we have i don't know more than one location for a sim card or something like that because whenever you travel i'm like taking my earring off to you know go on the and change the the sim card on the phone and I, I always think to myself, it would be so much easier if I could just like select SIM 1 or select SIM 2 or something like that. So this makes it technologically more... Well, newer mm -hmm. iPhones, and I think, uh, I don't know so much about non-iPhones, but I believe like most newer phones in general, they have dual SIM. So there are two SIM card slots, but now usually with Again, I don't know about non-iPhones, but with the iPhones, they'll either have an eSIM or they'll have a dual SIM. So my phone is the 13 Pro from Canada. It also depends the country you're in. Different countries have like different regulations. I have one eSIM and one physical SIM card slot. My partner, because his iPhone 13 was bought in China, he doesn't have an eSIM, but he has the dual SIM. So he has like two SIM card slots. So it's kind of confusing like where you buy it and what that looks like. But I know with the newer, the newer iPhones now in America, it is only eSIM, which I don't know if I would like only eSIM because sometimes I want to have a physical SIM card, especially if I'm traveling and data is so much cheaper in other countries if you just buy it on the ground in that country. Yeah, I think I would like the possibility as well. But I think it's a cool like if if i could have like the e-sim and the other one i think that could be really cool yeah i do like it, it. it's really convenient i honestly i really like the e-sim because it is like it is a little bit more expensive but it's just it's so convenient and then yeah. on that topic another one that i actually don't use that much anymore but when i started kind of the nomad life and i left china i bought it's called Glocal Me. It is a Chinese company, but it's essentially like a portable hotspot, portable Wi-Fi. So they have an app and then I bought the device. It was like a few hundred dollars. I bought the device and then you can program on the app. You can buy the data on the app and it will go to this device. So then you can just carry this device with you if you're working in a cafe and the Wi-Fi is not good. Or if your Wi-Fi goes out at home, you can buy on the app and it'll go to this device so that you kind of have like a portable hotspot wi-fi mm, okay interesting yeah i don't know i always i'm so used to going to the countries and then buying the whatever card i have there and then with being in europe except for switzerland but normally if you buy a eu sim card or mine is actually from the uk you can have 
internet all over the all over Europe, except for Switzerland for some reason. So I'm very used to like this European kind of way. But whenever I land on a new country, I I'm like you. I just go and I buy like I research some options and I go. Don't buy on the airport. That's one thing that I'll say for sure because they skyrocket the prices. Wait until you get to your hotel and then buy it in the center or wherever you are and. Yeah, that's for data for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to get one for Portugal actually. So whenever we get to Europe, which will probably be a while at this rate, but <laughs> whenever we get there. Okay, so my last app that is so cool that again I feel like not a lot of people know about most of these apps, and this one particularly is called Eatigo, E A T I G O. It's really only good in Asia. They're in a few that I know they're in like Chiang Mai, Bangkok, a few places in the Philippines, Malaysia, Hong Kong. So they're in a few major cities in Asia. And it's so cool. My friend told me about this a few years ago when we were in Bangkok. So you can basically go on the app and there's a bunch of restaurants. You choose your city. There's a bunch of restaurants. And then when those restaurants are slower, so kind of the off time, maybe between lunch and dinner when there's not so many people, like 3, 4 p.m., they will on the app offer discounts and they can be up to 50% off. So a lot of them will be like a sushi bar and then it'll be up to 50% off like this meal or all you can eat pricing or something like that just because there aren't that many people and the restaurant isn't busy at that time. You book it and pay on the app and then you go into the restaurant at that time and you get the discount. And it's crazy. Like I highly recommend downloading this app and checking out the discounts because it's typically I see 30, 40 and 50% discounts, which is just wild if you want to eat lunch or breakfast or even dinner at like an off time restaurant. Really cool to get discounts. That reminded me of an app that I used when I was in Portugal that's called, I think it's called Chugu Chugo or something like that. And it's basically, it's a similar concept, but it's more like towards the end of the restaurant service when they see that they will have certain plates left or like even I remember I bought I think it was like 10 or 20 bagels off of this bagel shop in Portugal for like really little money because they were closing for the season and they needed to just like get rid of the bagel so they put it on there and I bought so many bagels and I froze them and I would like eat them every day and so yeah so it's called Chugu Chugo and I remember that I ate another plate that was really good and like half the price as well because they were closing and they had leftovers that they didn't want to throw away so they put it on this app and I think it's you can get it like I would I would say it has in the majority of the cities because I got it in a really small city in Portugal in Lagos so yeah it's called Chugu Chugo if I'm not wrong so that's also a good app another thing that I told you in the beginning that you said that yeah it's called no it's not Chugu Chugo I'll have to find it and then I'll tell you. <laughs> oh my God, what was the name of it? I'll, I'll find it and then hopefully you can put it on the show notes for everyone. And another like hack thing that with apps that I like doing is I really love when my boarding pass is in my wallet on Apple, on the, on the, on the Apple wallet because it's so much easier. You don't have to have like a paper. You can just scan your your code, your barcode, like wherever you are, your, your QR code 
on the airport and you just have your phone on your hand and it makes it so much easier. And also liking trains. And I've also received bus bus tickets on my wallet. So I love having everything on my wallet. It just makes... And also ferry tickets in Greece. I also put it in my wallet. I try to put everything that I can, all of the tickets that I can in my wallet. It's just so much easier. So, so one thing that I do is that I'll download the app for the company, the airline company that I'm traveling. And from there, normally you can get the, like when you download your, if you have an iPhone, when you download your boarding pass through there, they will say, ah, do you want to open this in wallet? And then you say yes. So you get your ticket on wallet. If I don't want to do that, or if that's something that I forgot forget to do, I try to download the the boarding pass and put it in my files in the, in the phone so I can at least have it on my phone. However, with the wallet, when it's like three hours before your flight, it starts popping up as a notification. And so it makes it so much easier just to click on it and check the time and check everything. So yeah, I love doing that. I'm like secretly, not so secretly anymore, obsessed with putting boarding passes and tickets on my wallet. That's so funny because I'm the exact opposite when it comes to that. I don't think I've ever downloaded an airline app because we're always using different airlines to be fair. So I'm like, there's no point downloading this one app if I'm going to use it once and then probably never again. But I also have the little baggage ticket because I travel with my suitcase. So then it's like I need the boarding pass because then they put the baggage ticket on the boarding pass and like I just I just deal with it. Yeah, it's the struggles of of traveling. It's because again, like I think that I'm because I'm in Europe, I do a lot of the same companies. So I don't I don't take like a, the random Argentinian. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So are there any other ones that you like to kind of close out? Let's check my phone. There are some because now that we opened the, the thing of the app, I keep thinking about like apps that I use every day, like Spotify, We've talked about that. You are a Spotify hater. Evernote, which is like kind of a notion, but not. One thing that I'll say for anyone who wants to like keep fit, quote unquote, or healthy while traveling, I have an app that's called WH Body Refinery. It's like this. It's not, it's like a specific type of workout, which is like a sculpting and Pilates Pilates workout that you can do with just like your yoga mat. I sometimes do it barefoot. I'm now living in like a small studio in Paris and I can work out here, you know, without any need for weights or anything like that. Of course, it's paid. Like it's just a woman. It's a, it's a small business. But I personally really relate a lot to her type of workouts a lot of people hate it but I love it and I just like to use it because you know as as I'm traveling sometimes I don't have access to a gym or I don't have access to weights or whatever so I love her workouts because of that because they're really intense and I can do it without weights she puts some like ankle weight and small dumbbells so you can use them in Greece when I was there for one year I used to have them so you can do that but even if you're not doing that you can you know just do it yourself with your body weight and that's amazing because you get some workout ins in a small space in your room or wherever you are like me so yeah and I for me like movement is something that's really special and important so I would say that would plug that in as well I'm looking continuously looking at my phone 
Google Translate. I have this app on my phone. I used to use it in Greece a lot. And it's really cool because in the app in Google Translate, you can take a phone through, sorry, you can take a, fo a photo through the camera and then it translates everything that you took a photo of. So when I was in Greece, for example, everything was in Greek. I would take a photo of like the ingredients when I was in grocery shopping or something like that or a photo of the name of the product if I didn't know what it was. And it would help me, like I would basically grocery shop with the Google Translate all the time, like just taking photos of several different things. I use that a lot. I don't know if you ever use that like when I you were in the like in the Balkans right I don't know <laughs> Turkey yeah 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 I use it all the time especially when I'm ordering like on the apps here I did this literally last night and it was in Spanish and I was ordering on the app and I was like okay I don't know what this says so I just screenshot it and then put it into the app yeah love Google Translate and I probably should use the I'm trying to use the Google Maps like how we talked about pinning the places so I'm using that more frequently but I have to like get into a habit of using that so that's slowly coming along but I do love Google Maps so convenient yeah yeah I think the Google the Google trend the translate one was was a good one to remember because I use it a lot when I'm traveling a yeah I feel like most travelers like we have that on their phone on our phones because it's just so necessary <laughs> yeah totally totally yeah i think that's that's it for my main ones yeah me too i think those are my like six or seven main ones that i use on my phone and like i said i feel like a lot of them are not so well known and i'm like they need to be more well known because they are such game changers for me so this was fun i love kind yeah. of going through what other people have on their phone and being like okay what can i use what can i not use i've downloaded a few new apps so hopefully you listening have downloaded a few apps as well thank you for joining us in this week's digital nomad digest this is myself and my co-host cami all of our links are down below if you want to reach out if you have any questions to connect with us everything is linked below as well as the apps and the app websites so thank you for joining us here and we will see you next Friday on next week's episode of the Work Wealth and Travel Podcast Digital Nomad Digest segment. You've just listened to the Work Wealth and Travel Podcast. If anything from this episode stuck out to you, I would appreciate if you take a screenshot and share this episode on your socials. Of course, be sure to tag me. Don't forget to leave a review for the podcast that seriously helps out the show and helps it out with discoverability. I would really appreciate you leaving a review, sharing on your socials if this episode truly stuck out to you, and I will see you in next week's episode.